0: Hello, all my Fan Effect listeners. This is producer Kellyanne speaking. Uh, I just want to apologize for getting this Wonka deep dive out a little bit later than we anticipated. We did record this right before Christmas in 2023, trying to get it out there timely. But due to the holiday crush and then me leaving on vacation, it got slid down till February. So some of the stuff is going to be a little outdated, but guess what? You can actually now purchase Wonka on digital, and to see it in your home, it's not quite yet streaming, but I hope you enjoy this deep dive of Wonka, the new musical from Warner Brothers, the latest rendition, and the latest edition of the Raw Doll universe. Enjoy. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This. Indeed you are, all Is. It's in my hand? Whoa! Fan effect. And welcome to A World of Imagination. I'm producer Kellyanne today on Fan Effect, uh, brought to you by the Megaplex Theaters, the best place to go see movies here in Utah for that wonderful imaginative experience. And today we are talking about Wonka, a fantastic musical that's just been released in a perfect little fit for this holiday season. Uh, A magical musical that captures the whimsy and wonder and absurd humor of Roald Dahl. Kids will love the magic and parents will swim in the nostalgia. Timothy Chalamet makes Wonka his own like never before while respecting those who came before, such as the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. While this new version is musical and sugary sweet, it really is an escapist film much needed today. The music, movie, themes, they're all just so m- moving and endearing. And I really think it respects Raul Dahl's writing. And you know what? As a theater person, I just loved it. I'm so excited today because our guest on Fan Effect is a fellow theater person. Welcome onto the podcast, Amy Snow. She is my neighbor. She is my friend. And, you know, she's been on some of my other podcasts before who's been so wonderful. And when as soon as I thought, I need someone who's fun and knows theater to come see this show with me. And of course she knows this. So we've done theater together with our local arts council. Um, I've worked a lot with her kids, seven little Oompa Loompas as well, her seven kids. Amy can you introduce yourself
1: hello i'm amy snow um like Kellyanne said i've been here before <laughs> and i'm happy to be here again Even though me and Kellyanne have worked together in a lot of theater productions, (laughs) we are different generations. Yes. So I think that will be a fun take. Yes. um, How I viewed it and how you viewed it.
0: And what I like as well is we are both big readers. And I know Andy, who can't make it today because he's already on Christmas vacation, he is not a proponent of reading the book before the movie. Yeah, this is an argument we often have, um, and I love reading the book because I feel like it adds to the movie, and I love seeing how they switch it up to change the medium, and as soon as Amy, uh, I invited her, we were both were like reading the books, watching the movies, you know, it was, it was really cool. So we get to go a little bit deep dive today into the world of Wonka.
1: Yeah, and we hadn't even planned that, so we were both on the same Wonka wavelength.
0: <laughs> the very imaginative Wonka wavelength. Just so you know, this is going to be a deep dive into the world of Wonka, into the new movie. And so this is going to be full of spoilers. So let's actually, Amy, if you want to give your little spoil-free, quick little rundown of what you thought of the movie, and then we'll actually get a chance to for people to turn it off, go see the movie, and then come back to this podcast. So what would
1: you say spoiler-free? Okay, spoiler-free. I would say it's musical. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. And as soon like, as Chalamet started to sing, uh, me and Kellyanne looked right at each other with the biggest <laughs> grins and said, It's a musical. Oh. And I don't think that they advertised that. I think they're too worried to. Which oh, I loved it. Throw a musical <laughs> into anything and mm-hmm. I will be extra happy <laughs> with it. So, first of all, the music I thought was. So beautifully written and well orchestrated. Mm -hmm. I thought the cast was incredible. Some of the cast I usually see in more serious roles, such Mm -hmm. as Jim Carter from Downton Abbey, (laughs) and then- Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, of course, Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa is hilarious. Mm -hmm. He played it so well. Um, oh, and they
0: know that he's in all the
1: trailers. Like, spoiler free,
0: if it's in a trailer, we, we can talk
1: about Yeah. It, so. <laughs> um, And then, of course, she played the, she plays the queen, too, in The Crown. She
0: plays the queen? Oh, is that, uh, is the, that Mrs. Scrubbit? Olivia yes, Pullman?
1: Um, Olivia Pullman. I love Pull- Olivia mm-hmm. Pullman. And she plays her character, kind of a Miss Hannigan mm-hmm. character to the T. I just, right. I
0: loved her. <laughs> I totally. I love it. We're already making musical references here. <laughs> yes. All right. So you're a family person. You have your your seven kids. You're you're always welcoming other people into the neighborhood. Is this a movie you think you know? Take your family to the theater or wait till it's in streaming?
1: No, no, no. It's it's a musical, so it must. It's a theater watch for mm-hmm. sure. A luxury seat theater for definitely. <laughs> I love the megaplex. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Um, I, As a matter of fact, I was just Googling or I was just talking to my family on our group chat and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how many tickets I needed to buy (laughs) for tomorrow for $5 Tuesday. And I I usually just I'm going to buy a whole bunch. And if my kids can't go, then we'll start calling the neighbors.
0: I just text my brother and I'm like. Um, can I steal your kids to watch a movie? You'll pay for it. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm totally gonna do it. You'll that over pay Christmas for break. it. My brother will pay for oh. me to go take the kids. <laughs> I thought that you didn't yeah. mean to say that. Yeah, because he's so funny. busy with You're work like... and stuff, and so he's like, yeah, if you watch the kids, you can. I'll pay for it. So yeah. it's great. So. Why don't I get, ever get texts like that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> you definitely think can... it's. I, I'm the same. I really think you need to see this on the big screen. And I'm going to see it again. I'm going to see it multiple times while it's on the big screen. And I kind of want them to do, because it is a musical,
1: if they, you know, sometimes they do a sing-along. Oh, I would be there. I just got chills. Right? I would totally be there. (laughs) And one thing that I think is interesting, speaking about our different generations. Mm -hmm. I am more of the Gene Wilder Mm -hmm, generation, mm -hmm. and you're more of the Johnny Depp generation. Right.
0: It came out right as I was graduating high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: I think as I was watching it, I was comparing so much of it to Gene Wilder, and I thought that he did such an amazing job embracing the late Gene Wilder, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I could see I could see him playing a young Gene Wilder. And then you mm. had a different feeling because you were comparing him to Johnny Depp.
0: Right. And he did
1: such a good job kind of smashing the two together. And yet
0: he made it his own. And it and I actually like it. I think it's more true to what you read in the books exactly than in any of the other versions. Like Gene Wilder is a little more stoic. He's a little more reserved. And then Johnny Depps is just eclectic and Tim Burton, which, you know, I just love. Yeah. (laughs) But like, Chalamet, he was approachable. He was fun. He was musical and magical. And now we can't keep talking about this music and not have you hear it a little bit. So we're going to play a bit of the trailer here and let you hear it for yourself.
1: So you're the funny little man who's been following me. Funny little man. How dare you. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa. An Oompa what now? In fact, in Loompa I am regarded as something of a whopper. They call me Lofty. Sorry.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, greetings to you all. My name is Willy Wonka. You see,
1: I'm something of a magician. Prepare to be amazed. Tape up. <laughs> inventor May I present Willy Walker's wild and wonderful Wishy Washy Walker Walker Please don't make me say that again And chocolate baker The best chocolate in the world Ooh
0: Even that trailer is magical uh,
1: uh, I love this movie
0: You know let's go ahead and take a chance here and we're going to say let's I'm so excited we're going to start going into the spoiler stuff for this podcast So if you haven't seen it stop go watch it
1: Come back and click play, or you should say go watch it. Stop and come back. Oh, strike that, reverse it.
0: Strike that, reverse it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just like the book. Oh, let's talk about that. Okay, so I'm so excited. So, what's really interesting is this is a kind of prequel to the 1971 version. Is kind of how they Warner Brothers has has staged it. Um, so it's definitely musical. And as soon as it opens, you have the Warner Brothers logo and that instrumental music. Da, da, da. And it's beautiful and it's soft and it's warm and inviting. And like I, I grew up with-, with both versions really. I loved the seventy-one version as a kid, although the the tunnels terrified me on the boat. Um and so as soon as I heard the music, it was like this wave of nostalgia just watched over me. And I was so happy that they were including this beautiful, wonderful song within it in the first place. And then all of a sudden, you hear this like uh, sailor whistle type thing going on. And you have uh, Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. He spent seven years out on sea collecting all the different ingredients and studying all chocolateering around the world. And he's coming to the city to sell his chocolates and to be part of this beautiful chocolate gallery that he wants to go so bad.
1: Wow, Timothy Chalamet can sing. Oh, he can! Did you know that? So sing. I don't think I knew that.
0: I don't think I knew that either.
1: Yeah, and so I was so (laughs) impressed. It was so good, and I was trying to think, how is he doing Dune? <laughs> and this. Right. Like doing the musical. <laughs> doing the musical. There we go. Yeah. No. But well, one thing I loved about that whole premise of that he's been traveling for seven years is that it really made you think oh, this is how he knows so much about chocolate. This mm-hmm. is what sets him apart from the other chocolatiers. Yes. And it gave so much more backstory, I think, even to the. The book and the uh, and, and mm-hmm. the Gene Wilder and and the Johnny Depp version
0: and I think it really did stay true to the book like you fill in in the book that he's been all over the world researching all these different chocolates mm-hmm. and, and uh, cultures and and things like that and animals and they really include that in the movie and it's so so fun um, and I just love so he's going through the city going to check out the location at the chocolate gallery and. Uh, <laughs> He's losing token, you know, sovereign after sovereign of silver, which I totally felt.
1: <laughs> oh, that first, sto- that first song, he just is so optimistic mm-hmm. and excited and then slowly, just like life. Yeah. He's like, where's my money where's going? The money?
0: But there's a couple of things within that that goes back to like honoring the Gene uh, Wilder version of it. And one of it's towards the end as he's stepping down the stairs and he does the little couple steps back mm-hmm. like he
1: does when they enter the chocolate. Still room. optimistic, even <gasps> though he's lost most of his money. And I think he has only two, two, like two shillings sovereign. left or two and left. And he gave, yes. gives
0: one to, to the person. So to- he shows, it establishes he's kind. He's generous. He's interested in the world. He has these goals. It's a great way to set him yes. up as a character right off the bat. Oh, so
1: kind. Although it really does lean
0: that you already are familiar with Wonka. Yeah. I wonder with like the rising generation, you know, if they haven't seen the previous films or haven't read the books. I wonder if it would it would lean a little bit too much on knowing the character ahead of time.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think it does a good job setting him up as a very empathetic, mm-hmm. very kind. Very optimistic. Mm-hmm, definitely, optimistic. Um, and then we had this conversation as soon as we got <laughs> in the car. We were like, "Is he magic, really? Right? Or is he,
0: or is it like some? not no science and explored so much. Like, yeah, there has to be some magic, or in is this a little world. bit
1: of both?" And it left yeah. us kind of going with that. You know, when you leave a magic show, like, "Is he really magic, <laughs> or or how did he do that?" Or. Mm-hmm. And I literally you know. wrote in
0: my in my notes at one point, and I, I was being a little too critical. And I'm like, Kellyanne, let it go. It's magic. It's whimsy. It's fun. It
1: was. It's so I whimsy love and fun.
0: Kind of in my mind, because it is Warner Brothers. I'm like, I swear, he's in the world of Harry Potter. Like he he was born with magic. He just didn't, for some reason, didn't get recruited to Hogwarts. Probably because he was like a gypsy or something. Um, and like, even there's the bugs that they, that's then the levitating chocolate that helps you float. And I'm like, that totally is like the fizzy wigs in, um, it fantastic beast yes. where to find him. I'm like, I, I am mentally, he is a wizard. Like he, him and yes. Mary
1: Poppins are related. They even have the deep hat. I slash couldn't find his address. Cause he was, bugs. he was on the boat for seven years. There so. we
0: go. His mother passed <laughs> away. The gotten gotten into Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, but like, right off the bat, it was nostalgic and fun and warm and full of this magic. Of course, there has to be a little bit of darkness within it with over-the-top characters. So he gets wrangled into uh, the, the Blecher, what is what do they call it? Scrubbits and bleacher. The guest house slash laundry. And, of course, he gets tricked into it.
1: Yeah, so I there. think this was also so good for character development because it did show that he still, he had a lot of knowledge, but mm-hmm. he was still his street smarts. That. It was mm-hmm. pretty naive, pretty gullible, mm-hmm. and thought optimistically about everyone. Yes. Didn't, yes. Just didn't think that there was any bad out there.
0: Right, because he hadn't really been exposed to it before. Yes. And I think
1: that's a theme that runs throughout
0: it. And then we have Noodles, who's an orphan that's working at the, the guest house, the laundry. And so much real doll character she reminded me of matilda with her love of reading she was a little bit sassy she you know she's she was you know street smart just like you said you know she tried to warn wonka with the small print like don't read the contract small print and he's like yeah whatever because he pretended because spoiler he can't read i do yeah. how real doll would feel about that
1: well he learns though that is true. It does show the importance. So
0: Noodle mm-hmm. Noodle
1: helps them learn how to read. That's part of the their friendship that they mm-hmm. carry on throughout the story.
0: Which is so cute. And I, I and I I love reading. I think learning to read and I, I had a hard time learning how to read. I think reading opens the world to you in so many different ways. I can discover anything if I can read it. Um yeah. and I and I know Ron Dahl felt so strongly about that within his his books and his writings. So I, you know, I think Having that as a point of, like, imagination's powerful, positivity's powerful, put magic in your world, and the power of reading combined with all of that was just wonderful things throughout the book. Yes, I agree. All right, let's take a quick break, um, and then we'll come right back where we left And we're talking Willy Wonka. So,
1: we have to have a couple villains in a all dumb, and in a musical. Or a trio.
0: Or a trio oh, of there's villains. A trio. There's
1: a trio and plus a duo.
0: A trio and a duo. We got we got a
1: couple different villains here. Yeah.
0: We have the what villains. Is that a quintet? A quintet. To, ooh, they do work together.
1: Yeah, they do. They do At work together. At some point, together. they start working together.
0: <laughs> oh, but they're they're kind of crazy villains. So, as Wonka's trying to open up this shop, there is a chocolate car hell established in the city and they are going to chase out every single chocolatier that tries to break into it so we have wonka with these magical chocolates with beautiful flavors and everything and they're like nope 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 no not even daydream about it you know there's a fine four sovereigns for daydreaming about it how did
1: you feel about the villains within this film i loved them just reading the book Mm -hmm. these are the three the three competing yes. chocolatiers that Roald Dahl talks about. The
0: spies, yeah.
1: Um But then one of them will be familiar to anyone in the Gene Wilder
0: Yes, and movie. all three of them are mentioned in the 2005. Yes. But there's a Slugworth. Is Slugworth.
1: The Worth, mm-hmm. And he's kind of the head of this cartel.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and what I love about it is how they're keeping everyone down is by bribing everyone with chocolate. And they have. Like the real ledger and the fake ledger and everything like that, and you have Keegan Michael Key, which I yes. just love from SNL. I love Key and Pill. I've seen him in so many comedy things lately, and I just think he's hilarious. And he just does a wonderful job. Yes, and so you have, of course you have like the villain song. Yeah, the villain song. And this one, it's the um, sweet. Don't tooth. you have a sweet tooth? I do, because they're gonna bribe the policeman to even more mm-hmm. so to, to take off Wonka. And there's this part in it where it changes to a tango. They have like little fans that they're dancing around. Their helper has like confetti cannons and all these kind of theatrical
1: lighting and things like that.
0: I'm like, okay, I'm gonna love this movie. Like, that was the moment yes, as I'm the watching. The villains are over the top, and also
1: the comic relief at the same yes, time. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, and they play off of each other really well. But, like, that was the moment I'm, like, okay, I love the movie from, like, the first little sound. But that was the moment, like, I'm going to be listening to the soundtrack, which I did all weekend. It's the first thing I did when I came home is I played it for my mom. And, like, let's go through all of this. (laughs) And I told her, like, the whole storyline because she forgets anyway. (laughs) And then I'm, like, I'm going to – this is going to be one of my favorite movies. I can just tell it's going to be enduring beyond that. Was there a moment for you in in the film where you were, like, "This, this is it. This is magic.
1: Well, I thought the whole thing was magic. As a matter of fact, my cheeks halfway through the movie, I thought, "Oh, my cheeks are sore because I think I'm just sitting here smiling at this giant screen." Mm-hmm. But I will say, I I got a little teary in the end mm-hmm. um, when they do when he sings, start singing "Pure Imagination,", imagination. but it, it has a few different lyrics mm-hmm. um, and some new verses, and it was very endearing and. and I may have wiped a tear or two. Right? Yes. Well,
0: that's what's really great about the endearingness of this. So we have Wonka trying to open the shop. We have a boarding house that's like, no, you have to stay and work off all this debt that was in this contract, like $10,000 instead of one, one sovereign or $1.
1: And then you have... You have noodle you have that's noodle. trying to find it's trying to find her own. Her own. Well, she's first. She's family. trying to figure out who she's at because she only has a clue, mm-hmm. right? The necklace. Uh huh. So she only has a clue. So um, so you've got noodle trying to figure out who she is, mm-hmm. and then eventually spoiler alert yeah, leads to finding out her mother that, uh, is still alive.
0: That's gonna say the enduring. Thank you for saying that. Um, so in the 2005 Willy Wonka, you kind of explore this relationship with his father. His father was a dentist. That's why he wasn't supposed to like chocolate or whatnot. In this one, I am so glad they took a less dark brooding kind of look on giving Wonka that emphasis to move forward. Uh, in this one, we have the magic of motherhood. You know, it's Wonka and his mom. It looks like they're kind of gypsies on on a boat, which is kind of cool. And she makes the best chocolate. She's a cook. And, you know, she's the one that is about giving him that emphasis of cooking and magic and chocolate and wonder. And even the promise of, you know, when when you share your chocolate with the world, I will be there with you, which is just so endearing. And I bet Mm -hmm. that meant a lot to you as a mother. Yeah. So the
1: so the main premise of the story, uh, as far as Wonka is concerned, is that he has his last chocolate chocolate bar that his mother made him and it's in his pocket and he's never opened it. And he's going to open it when he opens his shop. Mm-hmm. This is kind of his thing. And, and there's a secret recipe. There's a secret in the, his mother's chocolate. And, he, mm-hmm. and she passed away before she was able to tell him what the secret was. Mm-hmm. And so he goes through this whole ordeal and he finally conquers, mm-hmm. you know, good over evil. Um, and he conquers and he opens the chocolate bar and the secret and he can read it and the secret is what, Killian?
0: It's the people you're with that make the chocolate magical, which is just so fun. And then what I really love about it, it, it calls back to, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and, and um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Family when, when Charlie snaps his bar of chocolate and shares oh, yes. it. With the family. Oh, and And then the other
1: other part, (laughs) when he opens that chocolate bar, Mm -hmm. is that, what do you see? What is the colored paper that his mom wrote on? So he has that throwback of Mm -hmm. just pulling the corner of the pocket Mm -hmm. and seeing a gold piece of paper. And just that excitement that even me as a child, there was nothing in it for me. But Mm -hmm. as he saw that, I was like, there's a golden ticket in there. And he pulls out the paper and it says, the secret is who you share your chocolate with." with.
0: And like that was the whole thing is it shared to the world. He was sharing this chocolate, this magic. And he does so despite everyone trying to stop him, beside the greed of of the chocolatiers that were already there. Uh, and it's it's just wonderful. It's it's magic. And you have all these beautiful moments like breaking into the zoo and and milking a giraffe to make giraffe macaroons and you know, having to go through the sewers and this Ragtag group of people that have also been tricked into working at the laundromat, which was felt very raw, doll with with all the different. You have a comedian, you have an accountant, you have a telephone operator, you have a handyman, handy woman, and like all these crazy characters coming together and forming their own little family.
1: And that's also a fun scene because you start to see how ingenious Wonka is. Because he's like, "Well, hey, I can Mm -hmm. make this machine. It Mm -hmm. does all of our work Mm -hmm. for us." we can go sell chocolate. <laughs> and at first, everyone's so nervous about it, but then it works out really well. I I also want to talk about, um, especially at this time that we're living in right now, where we're just coming off, well, we've been off for a while, but some of us st- are still kind of dealing with, with COVID and all of that, that the theme of the movie is connection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we have all lacked. lacked. and And it's changed, even after mm-hmm. COVID, as we're trying to kind of put things together, the way we connect has kind of changed. Mm -hmm. Um, We got so used to doing everything virtual, which was great. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're struggling, you know, everyone still wants to stay virtual. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just thought it was such a good good movie about connection and friendship Mm -hmm. and being together and being there, showing up for each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and like, Connecting with others, even though you might be very different than the other, which is definitely exemplified in that ragtag team of people working in the laundry, coming together and working together. And, you know, when we connect with one another and we share our dreams or imagination with others, there's great power in that and we help others catch that vision. And you really see that as they come together on this and they help him to sell his chocolate secretly. They help him to, when they finally get enough money to open that um, beautiful store. Oh, let's talk about that. So uh, he, they finally get the money. They've been hiding from the bad guys who've been bribing the cops and the cops getting bigger and fatter and fatter. And it's King and Michael Keane. It's hilarious. Yeah. So they've worked this whole time, they've escaped. Uh, they're outlaws selling chocolate. and Hiding in the sewers. Hiding in the sewers. And there's awesome, amazing show stopping, probably right for intermission song, is they're, they're sneaking around selling the chocolate, which is a really fun one. And then they get the store. And you have all these amazing people that are willing to come together and build this beautiful display of chocolate. And I think one of the most magical moments in the movie was when he opened his store. They only have enough money to do it for a week. They made all this wonderful chocolate. And you walk in and he's inviting the customers in to re-experience childhood, to re-experience the joy of sweet things and imagination. And you walk in and it feels so much like the wonder of opening the chocolate room in the 1971
1: Yes, Even complete with the chocolate river.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Chocolate river, beautiful candy tree in the middle, cotton. Everything's edible. The flowers are edible. Everything is just wonderfully, beautifully done and they have this beautiful magic production of it. And you could totally see it as the precursor for the 71s uh, chocolate
1: room yes how did you feel during that scene? oh like a kid <laughs> right and i Kidding think and at chocolate. one point i turned to you and said i need some chocolate
0: right that's <laughs> the one thing do not go to char- take your chocolate with you take your cho- we literally stopped at the grocery store on the way home to get chocolate
1: <laughs> i know we were like we need chocolate and by the time we got out i wanted a hot chocolate i wanted like a thick hot chocolate but everywhere was closed by the time we got out but <laughs> i was like oh we gotta go get some chocolate <laughs> get some chocolate so if yeah if you haven't gone and you're going to see it well if you haven't gone you shouldn't be listening to this, <laughs> this <is deep>. yeah.
0: <laughs> but,
1: if, but if you haven't if you're you've gone then you know what we're talking about or we, i hope you brought your chocolate
0: and it just me i i feel bad if you're watching it and you're like allergic to chocolate because you like if you can't eat oh, yeah. it that would be very difficult like yeah because i don't think gum or gummy candy or you know anything like that quite matches the deliciousness of chocolate
1: Yes, I agree.
0: (laughs) Uh, But of course, it's not the grand finale of the movie, and you have to have another conflicting moment there. And that part's hard to watch
1: Mm -hmm. when their Mm -hmm. store gets destroyed.
0: And Oh, and it's so heartbreaking, because as he's checking out the person, they're so excited. Everyone's been tasting chocolate. They're raking in the gold like happy l- literally do you want your change in gold coins and or yes, chocolate or that's what right said, do you want to in change or do you want it in chocolate in chocolate <laughs> and like m&ms fall out of yes face. please and then oh my goodness slug wars and the conflict. laundry lady and everything there has to be some conflict they snuck some yeti sweat in there which is disgusting but everyone's hair turns wild colors yeah, and they're all so matte. Although I think it'd be pretty. cool. Well, I'm sitting here with burgundy hair, so yeah, I think having colorful hair would be amazing.
1: <laughs> and I've always loved long hair, mm-hmm. facial hair though. On a woman, I don't know. If, yeah, because some of the women like start growing facial. Little hair. girl with a mustache. And, Mommy, what's wrong with me? What's wrong? <laughs> you
0: gave my daughter a mustache. And of course, everything goes nuts. A fire breaks out. Everything is melting and horrible, and you're just like so broken hearted. Because you you love it so much, and also Wonka's a little brokenhearted hearted. too. Oh, he's so
1: brokenhearted,
0: not just because his chocolate failed, but in his mind, his mother promising when he was there selling chocolate the world, she'd be there.
1: He, and he feels like he failed his friends. He
0: thought, yeah, he thought she would be there. He felt like. He failed his friends who he wanted to bail out of of their servitude at the laundromat. He failed Noodle who just wanted to get out and to be on her own and to find her family. And it's absolutely heartbreaking as he's in the middle of that burned down store.
1: Mm Yeah. And then you just see Slugworth come in there and take his opportunity to to pull him down even more. There's, he's such a good villain, though, because he's, like, the head of the trio.
0: He has very good emphasis to, like, move forward uh, the storyline. Very greedy, 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 which we all get. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, they're loving Wonka's chocolate and trying to get as much of it themselves. Of trying course, to figure
1: out how he's doing it. Yep. Yeah, yes. Of course, he sneaks in. So, jealousy is a big part of their drive.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big theme is jealousy versus sharing. Like, everyone gets chocolate if you give it out. You can, you can have, you know... It's it's not hoarded, and of course they're already used to bribing people with chocolate. With chocolate, but now they got a lot of cash from all that chocolate, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really what Wonka needs, and that's what Noodle needs, and that's what his friends at the laundromat means needs. And so now he steps forward with all the money to pay off the land, the laundry lady, the landlord, to be able to um, free. Noodles.
1: All of his friends.
0: All his friends. To free him from his death
1: as long as he leaves and never sells chocolate again. Yep. Leaves is it Europe? I'm guessing it's Europe. It's, it's like kind some of a, unnamed yes. city. <laughs> so like. you're guess. I'm guessing, you know, to leave the continent mm-hmm. and to never I, make chocolate again.
0: I kind of imagine it's the same city that Charlie in the Chocolate Factory has because he comes back and he builds the factory. Yes, as well as the fact that his very last sovereign he was going to use to 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 build to spend a night at a hotel it drops into a drain. And where does Charlie find? That coin. coin. Oh,
1: I didn't put right? that together. I think
0: it's the same city. Maybe
1: it's been there the whole the time. The whole time.
0: Well, it's magic. Just yeah. graze
1: back up. I bet you it's in. the same sovereign. It's the
0: same sovereign. Um, oh my gosh! I, totally got I love that. <laughs> but it's a generic magic place type city. Yes. Um. <laughs> um. And then, so he's like, "Yeah, let's let's give up this." let's i'm going to give up everything in order to help noodles he's so sad he didn't see his mom he's so sad he does not get a share of his chocolate he's just kind of disappointed and don't we all feel that way you know oh yes we never succeeded our dreams the first time
1: you know mm-hmm. we learn something
0: from our failures and we keep going we learn from that yes. failure we keep going and eventually it builds up um but he was ready to let go and it was really for noodle like he was he, ready to give up he just loved that little girl so much and was so willing to to
1: help out and
0: to and, Oh, and as know. an
1: audience member, you're just, sometimes you're just like, at least I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I love all these characters so much. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why do bad things have to happen to them? Right? Like, I don't want, you know, as soon as everyone's hair started growing, I was like, no, no. no, no I don't want more conflict. <laughs> I can't handle this. But of then, the of loophole. course, we, we wouldn't dance. have a movie. We wouldn't have <laughs> a movie. That's
0: right. And We wouldn't get to see a little girl with a mustache. Oh, You know what I just realized? We haven't brought in yet, which was kind of one of my cons for the movie it took so long to see an Oompa Loompa. Yes. <laughs> with Lofty, that with was, Hugh Grant's but character. But that was the
1: thing. He, they were sneaky.
0: He was sneaky. He was still Sneaky little guy. Who was still in the chocolate from. From uh, Wonka because Wonka had stolen yeah. some, some chocolate, some coffee, what are they, cacao beans
1: yeah. from the island of the Oompa Loompas. So at one time, he says to Noodle, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any more chocolate. She says, where is it? And he says, well, orange the, <laughs> he <laughs> he the orange man. No really the orange him. man took it. He took it. And no one really believes him. And so he decides one night, he's going to set a trap.
0: Mm-hmm. Very inventive because it's Wonka.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, he catches Catch as Wed?
0: Yes, and it's lofty.
1: It's played by Hugh Grant, and yes. I just
0: I love that Hugh Grant is just accepting the most random stuff right now. Oh my gosh!
1: But yeah, it is seriously such a good, such a good role. <laughs>
0: he literally said, like in an interview, it's was like, "Well, I have a lot of kids to feed, so of course,
1: you know, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the work."
0: <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they they really take the Oompa Loompas and they they play him off in the 1971 version. She was a little orange guy, green hair funny little outfit and everything like that and of course what's the first thing you see this in the trailers it's just my favorite thing and like i just keep thinking about it he, and he starts singing the oompa loompa but, song and doing the little dance he's I'm like i nope, tell you the I story i can't stop <laughs> this is what's happening
1: this is speaking of those songs though <laughs> i was surprised when i was reading the book i'm pretty sure i read the book when i was younger but yeah, i can't remember yeah. a lot of it so, so i read, me, it read it again read yeah. it again but those songs are creepy. Oh, yeah. They are morbid in the book, the and I'm just going stories. like, this is the longest song <laughs> written in the story. Mm-hmm. And they're, where is this going? Like, So funny. So going. I'm glad that they weren't that long or that morbid. It'll but it was so cute. And then, of course, he... You don't he... like someone
0: chewing their tongue right off because they're so used to chewing no. bubblegum? No? No? <laughs> no?
1: Um, and then, of course, he, he convinces... Wonka to let him out of the cage, yeah. um, and and just hand me that frying pan and over the there. I need pan. it for a second. Of course you know he know just because he's naive and he's kind and he doesn't think anything anybody's going to do anything bad, and then of course knocks him out and escapes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we learned something very important with with the Oompa Loompa. If you steal something from it, you have to pay it back 1,000 fold. 1,000 fold. So he was waiting for his last jar.
1: He had one Mm -hmm. more jar. And it's
0: going to come into play.
1: (laughs) So not only did he have this servitude Mm -hmm. owed to the laundry, Mm -hmm. he had a servitude. He had a debt still he had to pay to the Oompa Loompa, which... As soon as he finds out about this debt, he had no idea he He stole someone's.
0: Oh, and you can see in his his face how heartbroken he is that he stole something that was so important. Yeah. So
1: the Oompa Loompa left Lofty. Lofty. Lofty is supposed to be guarding the (laughs) cacao tree. But he's sleeping. But he's sleeping. (laughs) Like and me. that's when... As
0: Amy knows, because everyone... I'm like, I'm sorry I missed this activity. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: okay. I'm always like living like... I come like, home and fall asleep. I'm just... I just wish I could live Kellyanne's life. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was at home, no, there's no way I would be sleepy. But yes, he falls asleep and then um, they and Wonka up. takes it mm-hmm. and then the other, the other Oompa Loompas are not happy with him. And so he has to leave the island mm-hmm. until he has... All gotten the back He's all been that stealing chocolate. it
0: and sending it back. And so as Wonka is driven out by Slughorn, you know, they, they paid him off, told him he's not able to eat chocolate. Of course, he has that one to make chocolate. Of course, Wonka has one more jar. He owes the Oompa Loompa. So Lofty's going to follow him and, you know, talk to him and things like that. And it gives us really good moment for Wonka to kind of put into words how he's feeling, you know, for the audiences and things like that. And they go up to the captain because they're going to turn around and go back and and go to Noodles. And, of course, there's a big, giant cartoon bomb. (laughs) Because it's it's not enough for Slughorn to stop him from making chocolate. He has to
1: completely annihilate him. So, look at this lovely little scene of him swimming back to shore. And they don't don't know Wonka has jumped off the boat to come back. Because he's realized, oh, I think I know who Noodle is. I think he
0: knows who Noodle is because he got shaken so hard. Noodle had a... Noodle had a necklace around her neck that had a Z on it.
1: A, oh, ring. It a on ring. It had a ring that was a ring on. Was it a ring that was on her necklace? It was necklace? a
0: ring on a necklace that she was that had a Z. given as an orphan That when the, the laundry lady found her. And it, it had,
1: had it. a, what well, they thought was an N, but which is why they called her Noodle, but it was a Z.
0: There's so many allusions
1: to knowing how to read. <laughs> oh, that is true. Another one. <laughs> but hey, I reading. all you have to do is turn it, though. Yeah.
0: And then, and then you're fine. <laughs>
1: That one's a simple mistake anyone could make.
0: So he has to go back and be like, "Oh my gosh, I know Noodle. I know who your your family is. It's it's you're somehow related to Slughorn. We got to figure this out. Slugworth. Slugworth. Slughorn. That's Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> so you're mixing your world. I
0: mix well. It's the same world in my mind. Yeah. So and Mary Poppins the lives there too. One <laughs> version is also the world of Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Mary Poppins is probably teaching. Mary she's a Poppins, professor now.
0: Yes. Well, she's she's a time lord.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, right. You're
0: that's right. That. <laughs> I am in the weeds That today. is a rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole. Um, but so he's able to skip the fire. He's able to go back. He's able to, like, Um, now all the others, the laundry people, got to leave. But yes. Noodles, she had to stay because Slugworth knew that was his niece and knew... That she could have come in and, and ruined his life.
1: She was the heir. She
0: was the heir to, the to her father's fortune. Yep. And so he's like, no, you got to keep her there forever, evil landlady. So Wonka comes back and he get, gets everyone all together and he gears them up. And, you know, there's this whole subplot of distracting the 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 landlord laundry lady and, and her helper, which is kind of hilarious. There's some shorts involved and some thigh. Um.
1: <laughs> so, what are they called knickers no they're not knickers they're...
0: Uh, it's Lieder- the German Liederholz. lederhosen yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty funny um, <laughs> so all these little things start coming together of chocolates and zoo animals and there's this like sinful monk <laughs> priest guy it's who's so cool. Mr. Bean I don't know why Andy does plot summary so well It's so because he's done it for so long and I haven't I'm sorry guys we're all over the we're all over the place, we're all over the place. But it's so great, because it all comes together, and they're going to find the real ledger. The ledger where they've been keeping, the chocolate cartel has been keeping the, the real the records, records of, in. Mm-hmm. Has who've who they've, they've bribed, who yes. they paid off. It has information about Noodle's family, as we know. So, like, we're going to get this, and we're going to turn them in, and we're going to stop them, and I'm going to make chocolate, and you're going to find your family, and it's going to be great. Everyone comes together. There's great action scenes and all sorts of stuff, except... Oh,
1: and a... And a- romance that and you didn't see romance. coming that was very cute actually
0: it's so round, doll these little connections <laughs> throughout it like it was beautiful and then of course you have a little bit of of um of course you, you can't succeed you have to have another conflict towards oh yes yeah. of course that would knows easy. that they're coming you can't make it too easy and like drowning in chocolate is the solution. So all the chocolate they've been hoarding from this city and and, and putting it, they're going to drown Noodle. They're going to drown Wonka. You have this sad moment of, of this big giant mixer that they're standing on. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the blades of the lifting room, the soda oh, yeah. room in 1971 version, but it's yes, below them it's instead. Below them.
1: And you know what? all honesty, if you're going to die, that's that's, that's a way good to way go, to go.
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> <But> just <laughs> drowned in a vat of chocolate. Particularly it's like me or if I eat too many too much sweets, I get sick, and I'm like, Oh, I would not have to worry, I'll just eat until I'm dead. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is that th- it's that last scene that I was go. like,
1: I really need some like deep, thick, hot chocolate.
0: Right. I uh, yeah. like he's he's throwing stuff in. It's like, if I'm gonna die chocolate, it's gonna be Wonka chocolate.
1: Yeah, and he's trying his own ingredients.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, That's the true. the bad guys as they're leaving, they take Wonka's final jar of chocolate with him and they're eating it in the elevator back up and uh oh yes. Who was that char supposed to be for? It's so
1: supposed to be for the Oompa Loompa. It's for
0: Oompa Loompa, and here we have Hugh Grant saving so he the stole, day again.
1: <laughs> so Slugworth stills from the Oompa Loompa,
0: and he has to pay back a thousandfold. So we have this wonderful Oompa Loompa saving the day, which which I love because like Oompas Loompas have always been kind of servitude type type ones, even in like the original, it was more of I don't want to say a. Mm, It was very much a servitude situation. And now he's the one saving the day and putting them at debt. And we have them flying off into the world. And and we have all this chocolate bubbling up from the ground. And there's this big number where everyone comes together and everyone can have chocolate. And the bad guys are taken away. And everyone did their part from their little ragtag laundry crew in order to save people. And you're kind of so happy. And he takes the bar of chocolate out that his mother had given him. And that's when he finally opens it. Reads that golden note, which we loved Such so much. Such a magic
1: moment. hmm
0: And you have the symbolicness of his mother being there and blowing him a kiss and everyone's so happy. Because food really does bring us together. It's a great way
1: to connect. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Um, and I love and the actress that plays. Oh, Sally Hawkins? Sally Hawkins. She she's, is so good at she's so, everything. Could she right. be more adorable in anything.
0: And like her smile lights up the world. Yes. Like it is genuine and beautiful and strong. And totally and if soft. you like her mm-hmm. and you haven't
1: seen the movie Madi,
0: hmm Oh yeah. I've seen that. Oh my yeah.
1: gosh. I love that. She's so adorable in that show. She's anyway, amazing. Side note.
0: <laughs> so we have the bad guys floating off. We have everything coming together, but there's one little thing that's that's not tied off. We you know we have the the mother storyline, we have everyone else going back to their jobs and storyline. And then we have the little alarm going off the the clock tower and like oh it's time well what's it time for it's time for noodles to meet her mom and it's beautiful because she's a librarian and she loved her this whole time she only brought noodles uh to to her uncle because she she was sick noodles was sick Mm -hmm. and you have this beautiful reunion and just like wonka was able to, to celebrate his the love of his mother and have that emotional reunion. We have their emotional reunion. And it's just wonderful and fun. And we have Wonka getting his factory together and talking to lofty the Oompa loompa and like imagine if you guys came here and, and worked with me. Imagine yeah. what we I'm could. I'm
1: gonna need lots of help. I'm gonna need lots of help. And, I, and of help. I could pay you in chocolate. I could pay you in chocolate. Of course the that's rest all of the rest of your Oompa life. Oompa's and right. they were, like sold. And Foam. that last that scene also was very imaginative because 'cause you're you know, you walk into this ruined castle mm-hmm. and the Umpa Loompa's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And mm-hmm. then you just see this like magical, um and it was interesting because it's more factory type yes. stuff than, than like, what we'd seen previously in the movie. And then what's left is pretty much what we see in Charlie and the Chocolate, and the Chocolate Factory Chocolate with Gene Wilder. Yeah. You see
0: it? See, I tell it's the same. It's the same. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same city. Yeah. Um, and it all comes together, and of course you have the imagination song playing. You know, he he sings imagine mm-hmm.
1: his own and, reprise, and you'd heard those few notes throughout the show, and you just mm-hmm. keep thinking, oh, like they're just you know bringing this music theme back in, but then he starts to actually sing, and you're oh. just your heart melts, and you're <laughs> just like. Just like, oh,
0: they're doing it. <laughs> I don't realize how much I love that song and now I'm like, oh Yeah, yes.
1: this has like been a theme throughout my life. Well, they've used that song in so many other things. I mean Glee used it. Yes. Um for in f- the, the funeral scene and the tabernacle choir singing. Mm-hmm. it. And it's been kind of a theme of hope for a lot, a of, lot people. of people in the past you know, since the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's come up again. Well it's, and I have you know,
0: sometimes I get I get a little sad about my life and everything. Uh, everyone does. That's what has it. And I have a, a little thing I wrote on a paper and I put on my wall as I exit my room every day. And what it says is if you have imagination, you have power. Um, and I think that's something that really hit me as I was watching the, this movie is no matter where you are in the world, if you have imagination, if you have hope. You have the power to make a difference in your life and the life of others. Yes. And I think I love that.
1: Go create something. Go
0: create something. Let, let's take a break and we'll come back and maybe compare a little bit to the books and bests and worsts. And now, and now we're back. <laughs> And so we talked, we've talked. we talked about the plot. We've talked about ins and outs and everything. Now, you're better at remembering things than me. Um, and you were mentioning Uh-oh. as we're leaving. <laughs> well, a lot of the lyrics came straight from the books. Yeah. Is, is there any, like, you particularly remember? Oh, it's or been a couple you? of days
1: now. You haven't been listening to the music nonstop? Like I, have. I have listened to the music, <laughs> but it was just, it was spoken line. He would say a spoken line, and it was right out of the book, which I had just read, mm-hmm. you know, right before. Yeah. Which so you brought... Really remember it. It right back, which was awesome.
0: Do you do you think this version of Wonka really is true to the book? Do you? Do you think I do think is
1: it's true to the book. I could, mm. I could see it. You know, it's really interesting. I think you could see this version, read mm-hmm. the book, and nothing else, and it would make sense. You could yes. see this version, yes, only watch the Gene Wilder version, and it would make it sense. sense. And you could see this version, watch the Johnny Depp version, mm-hmm. and it would all make sense.
0: Yes, except that Johnny. So the nineteen seventy one movie. Ralph Dahl actually didn't like it. He didn't. He didn't like how they had changed some of the storyline of the kids. The Gene Wilder one. The Gene Wilder is that oh, what he said? Really? Yeah, they didn't. He
1: didn't. Oh, he, he did not. That like surprised it. me because I felt like that was, in some ways, more aligned with the book. I don't know. I saw both ways. He, he
0: didn't like how Gene Wilder portrayed Wonka. All stoic. They didn't like that Charlie had stolen the lifting bubbles. You know, because he does do not that in the book. Yeah, he, he didn't like some of the changes they had made along the way. Um. And so the 2005 version was actually in development for like decades, uh, and everyone from Nicholas Cage to to you know like uh, Nathan Lane was considered for um, <laughs> for Wonka. Lane, I don't know if I
1: could, <laughs> yeah Nicholas Cage too. I don't know. If right? I just really weird picture either of those. And,
0: and so finally, like when Tim Burton was handed it, uh, handed the script, he was like, "Okay, we're gonna stick with this. We're gonna stick to more of uh, darker themes. We're gonna do more." um from the book and stuff so they really did even the little boy who plays charlie uh he'd never seen the gene wilder version he just read the book mm. before i'm performing the part but at the same time like how i loved it and i thought it was fun and quirky i don't think it captured the same magic as the books i also read charlie and the glass elevator which is the sequel um during the, don't read it it's stupid. i didn't read it yet don't but read it. i was you like huh. need to. i'm not it's, a big sequel person, it doesn't feel like Wonka. <laughs> It, yeah, it's one of those, like, direct—it would be direct-to-video. We never speak of this again if they did it. <laughs> yes. Um, but so now, years later, I wonder if they talked to the Dahl family or the foundation to get this one out. Because it does very, feel very much like it, but it didn't have some of that dark it creepiness does. that you kind of get with Ronald Dahl
1: um, kind of the darker elements there yeah. and moments of it play seem very matildish mm-hmm. and
0: yeah particularly uh particularly uh, scrubbits she yeah. felt very matilda the mrs what's the principal's name principal
1: oh the thrower the mm-hmm. literally putting Oh, I can't I, th- I think oh, I can't think it's, of that. It's this Yes. <laughs> Same. It's going to come to me when I'm sleeping tonight.
0: But like I I really felt like it it was true to the books. It felt like he it, he could have written it i want I can't wait till we see more behind the scenes information and see how how that connected within there. um I love the music i I think that's my favorite of all of it was how beautifully the mu- the music por- portrayed throughout showed the character development and how it had that undertone of imagination from the seventy one version. You know there's even a point when you first meet um scrubbit and Blaker how um it kind of felt like Master of the
1: House. The music was... The, yes. The,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think it was my favorite part of the movie. What, yeah. what do you think your favorite was?
1: Well, I'd have to say when they opened up their candy shop the first time. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. a magic moment for me. And so when, when everything was going down, my heart was breaking oh. well, right along with him. Because I was like... But, of course, we have to have a longer movie. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been a very short movie. Um, and then, of course, just just with my, who I am and what I do. I just, the, without getting emotional, oh, the baby. theme of motherhood. Yeah. I just think that motherhood is so important and, um, and I'm in a weird phase of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at all me all emotional. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm a weird phase it's of my life movie. because my my little babies aren't quite little anymore. Mm-hmm. And so as we're coming upon Christmas, I have two daughters that are now married that aren't coming for Christmas. And, you know, just shopping for my kids is different. They all want grown-up stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if I like this phase. I'm still trying to settle into this phase of my life. And so the theme of motherhood, the theme of um, connecting with Mm -hmm. your children, the theme of having, even when I'm gone, having those sentimental things that my kids remember me by Mm -hmm. and hold on to, those kind of things... Stick, stick out to me.
0: Giving the taco bar to your kids for Christmas with a cute little note now. I know. Oh my gosh. they don't I'll open until
1: like after I die. No, let's
0: not do no. that. <laughs> that's really cool too because like you, you got motherhood and connection. I got the power of imagination and connection. Like that's yeah. what hit me because that's my stage in my life is even if you feel a little behind or down, imagination can free yeah. you and hard work can free you and not only does it lift you up it lifts those up next to you.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's just so much connection that can happen I mean, even when my kids were little just using my imagination to make christmas. Right? You know, just so big in my kids eyes and now, you know, who am i doing that for? My grandkids live in Missouri. Oh. So <laughs> so that's hard for me cuz yeah. i feel like you know, there's not a lot of i don't know who, who's going if I put all this work into imagination? Aww. Who's going to see it this year? Yeah,
0: but that imagination continues on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so hopefully they're doing it
1: on in their own lives oh, with they their are. own children and. I-
0: I look at I look at Lily and what she did as Miss Riverton and helping so many people and the creativity within that that came from you. She learned oh, the kindness so and that connection from you.
1: So Shout just out like, to Lily Snow. Love you, Lily. <laughs> um, Shout out so to Hannah just Snow. All of them, yes. Those are my, my girls. Those aren't their last names time. anymore, and oh, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> um, but like just like Wonka, he took his the magic and the love he'd shared from his mother, and he continued your your girls and your your. Your, your boys are, are going to do that as well. And I, see I hope so.
1: Those lives. are the things that you hope that your kids remember about you. And mm-hmm. I saw a funny meme this morning, <laughs> just as we're nerding out anyway, a funny meme that said, I hope my kids out remember all of the fun things and all yeah. the imagination and all of the, all of the great things I did um, when they were little and not the psychopath that I became
0: <laughs> <laughs> when they <I> got older. <laughs> it's okay to be a little weird. Won't also a little yeah. weird in a wonderful way. Oh, so yeah, what a great time of year for this to come out at Christmas. Oh, it's and, for
1: sure a Christmas show.
0: And like, go out and see it. Like, if you ha- if you haven't yet, and for some reason you listen to this, go see it at Christmas. Bring your kids, bring your yeah. family, bring and your friends. I'm not sure if they
1: ever say it's a Christmas show, but there's snow it on the ground. Like it, it feels like it. It feels like it. feels like it's Christmas yeah. time in the in the make believe land of wherever, wherever they are.
0: <laughs> uh, but I just want to say, I loved it. I loved it. I'm gonna go again. And I just want to thank you for
1: coming on today. Thanks. I loved it too. If Yay. I was still buying you for joining DVDs,
0: me. I would buy it. <laughs> and um, thank you for listening to the Fan Effect, the KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and sometimes arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I am your producer and co-host, Kellyanne Halverson. Uh, I just want to invite you all to listen regularly. I said it right. I never can say regularly right. That's fantastic. <laughs> I said it right twice. <laughs> on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have any fun ideas? Let us know. Message us on our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show. I also put lots of nerdy updates like three times a day, and I'll let you know about cool nerdy stuff happening in Utah and Salt Lake. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your imagination, have hope, connect with others and I hope to have you back again real soon on another episode of Fan Effect.